Hello and welcome to The Book Album, your place for everything related to reading and language. I'm your host, Mackenzie Gentz. Now, bookmark that book and let's begin. Hello, hello and welcome to the show. Hello and herzlich willkommen zu unserem Podcast. So excited to bring you week 34 of reading today. These are episodes that I record periodically throughout the year to check in on how many books I've read through the year. Clearly the goal is 52 books a year, one book per week, but I'm not always perfectly on track. Sometimes I get a couple books ahead, and as in this case, I might get a couple books behind as well. And here's a time where we can sit at the round table, so to speak, and talk reading strategies, talk what I've been reading, what I've been enjoying and not enjoying about the process, how I plan to uh, close out the year or continue the year, in this case, with my reading, and just kind of have a coffee chat. But this time, about books. Guys, the bronchitis is better, but please bear with me. The voice is still not completely there every day, so I'm working on it. Um, but yeah, no more like horrible whatever was going on in the last like many weeks of pre-recorded episodes. And speaking of pre-recorded episodes, this, this is a special episode in some ways because I can't pre-record this type of episode. I have to record it actually the week before I publish because otherwise it doesn't make sense to kind of preemptively think about what book I'm reading or what amount of books I have been reading. So in that sense, it's really interesting to see that, okay, I have, you know, I think five pre-recorded episodes right now. I'm on my way this morning, actually, to go to Prague for an intensive language course. More on that in another episode. I'll probably do another Czech episode coming up soon. And it's actually quite lovely to get the opportunity to sit and reflect for a few minutes on what I've been reading before this trip and how I can use the trip advantageously towards the reading, um, other projects I've been working on, and I think for me, historically, what I read and the amount that I read or have been reading has been contingent on the other projects I have and what their individual intensities are, how much they're demanding at the moment. And so I'm also going to take an opportunity today to talk about a couple of those other projects. But first, so the last time I recorded a week check-in was week 11 of the year, which I think is in March. Um, and I actually remember recording this week 11 episode. <laughs> I recorded it in Chicago when I was visiting and I was sorely, sorely behind. A lot of that situation was me still waiting for the first like two months of the year for my visa and I got my visa uh, for Germany a week before <laughs> my flight and I had delayed this flight so many times. I was here in Germany over Christmas alone 
um, didn't have like many acquaintances at that time who were also in town, so it was a very difficult situation all around. But um, needless to say, I'm fine. I completely got through it. Saw family several times actually since I've gotten my visa, so in a very happy place. And you know, it seems to me that many people have to spend Christmas away from their families at some point or other in their lives. So it was it was the situation, and I made the best of it for sure. Um, but at that point, with all of those sort of basic external things happening, I found it really difficult to focus on reading. Reading in some senses is an escape, and so it was really difficult for me to, I didn't like find it comfortable to escape from the situation. I didn't find it like, I wasn't as flexible as I currently am and am normally um, to go into that kind of other world that reading provides. And so just to contextualize how the year has been and kind of get a feel on the year for me and sort of talking through like we are week 34 is next week so I'm technically week 33 but we're posting in week 34 so um, but yeah, the, you know, last year, 2022, was a huge year for me. Graduated undergrad, wrote my undergraduate thesis and my first book, um, started my first novel, um, then went and traveled the world. I circumnavigated the entire world. I crossed all of the world meridians at least once, <laughs> including that final one between uh, Phoenix and Chicago. Um, and, you know, then I moved to Germany and I started a master's program and it, like, all of that, like, if you can kind of understand the picture of what that year was like, when I woke up on January 1st, 2022, I didn't have any offers to go to Germany yet. I hadn't applied to any of the German universities, um, including the one that I currently attend. Um, it was still uh, tentatively on, but not, not organized that I would go to this travel around the world. Um, and I was knee-deep in my senior thesis, <laughs> which I was like, you know, in the moment sometimes you don't realize how much you're actually accomplishing or how much you're actually doing. Um, so it was just in this moment of the work, of the grind, of the process. Um, and then the year ended up being so fantastic and I'm so grateful for that. And that contributed to all of those big projects, <laughs> graduating college, senior recital for oboe, all of those things contributed to a lot less time for reading um, and a lot less involvement in reading in general, I would say, especially with regard to the podcast last year was the most um, episodes that I had ever missed in a single period. And especially since I didn't pre-record adequately before my world trip, it was just like this whole chaotic mess <laughs> on a lot of sort of the 
other endeavors that I have other than like work and or school. So this year, you know, clearly a very different situation, um, establishing normalcy again. In fact, that's the title of my novel, Normalcy, um, which, you know, makes more sense in retrospect, I suppose. Um, and, you know, this year I finished my novel in March um, and it's, it's pretty much just, I'm just letting it marinate. It's done. It's, I looked through it, you know, and I don't really want to do anything with it at this point. Um, and started a memoir. So now I'm writing my first memoir at 23, which I know most of you will find hilarious. Um, but I actually, since I was a kid, have always wanted to write memoirs. And I decided early on, like probably sixth or seventh grade, that I would finish my first memoir by the time I was 25. So, you know, I'm averaging like eight months per book at this point. <laughs> so let's see um, where I am in the next eight months, but I might, um, I think the memoir project is gonna be the one I focus on the most for sure. And yeah, the, I mean, the rest of this year has gone by. Um, it's just been a lovely year so far, 2023 as well. Um, and, you know, after getting the visa like late or mid-February and then traveling to the States for the first time, that was kind of one way that I started to establish like a, an internal and an external as well. So sense of security um, just because the visa process had taken you know, from September of 23 until February of 24. And that's just how the process went. That's just how the process was. Um, so yeah, when I recorded the week 11 book review, um, I had read seven books. And those seven books were mostly books that I had read in the weeks prior to coming to Chicago. So basically, like, it was during finals when I recorded that podcast, so it was like literally last final season, and I'm currently in finals as well now. But I had read maybe two, three books in the week before coming to Chicago, and then another in the week of Chicago. So you can definitely tell like what impact getting the permanent residence card had on my ability to concentrate on the reading and all of that. So I had read seven books at that point. I was pretty, I was feeling a little discouraged because that's pretty behind. Um, and usually January and August are my most productive years in terms of reading. Um, and that's just different in Germany because the school system, school schedule is different, all these other things are different. And so I will end up, I think, having the most productive months be a six-week period between September and um, perhaps like mid-October, so the period between finals and when the next semester starts, and then perhaps also that like last week of December, early January. And then I'm just gonna have to uh, spread all of the rest of the reading throughout the uh, year. So I've uh, belabored this point way, way too long. <laughs> and 
I've read 28 books this year so far. So we're on week 33 when I'm recording this. So that means I'm about five. And then when I publish this podcast, I'll be six books behind um, for the year. Um, and I feel okay about that. I mean, it, it means that I'm a month and a half behind on reading, but if you think about the number proportionally to how behind I was last time, I'm not as behind. Like, I've kind of kept a steady-ish pace throughout um, the last few months, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, a couple of the books that I'm reading right now that I really enjoy, um, Misbehaving by Richard Thaler. Uh, Thaler won the Nobel Prize a few years ago in uh, economics. He is a behavioral econo uh, economist and it's a tongue twister, behavioral economist. Um, and he kind of founded the field of behavioral economics with a couple other key players like Danny Kahneman, for example. And I've just found reading through Misbehaving, which is, it's like a summary of his life and work, um, almost. And it's very, very like, you know, it's kind of like reading a really long research paper, but more anecdotal than that. Um, I found it to be just like really transformative in the way I think about money questions and money behaviors. Um, and also just in general, there are some other kind of tricky behaviors that he goes through, why people behave a certain way with regard to temptation, for example, why people eliminate options for themselves in a strategic way, even though economics doesn't think you should. <laughs> so that's been a great read so far. I'm about halfway through the book and it's a really, really long book. So um, that's kind of the book that I'll reach for when I don't want to read some of the faster books that I've been reading. I'm also uh, just starting Labor Day by Joyce Maynard. Um, I heard this is a really quick like summer read. We're reading it for a book club I'm a part of and I'm excited. I have I know nothing about the book. Um, <clears throat> I have it scheduled to review on the podcast and I hope that I have a good time reviewing it. <laughs> That's one of the other episodes that I just like haven't pre-recorded because I'm waiting to read these books like a little closer to the book club date. Um, so we're gonna see about Labor Day. I've never heard of it. I know there's a movie as well um, that's supposedly good. So I'm looking forward. Um, I'm also reading the German version of Death in Venice by Thomas Mann. Um, it's a tough book to read, <laughs> like in some ways, I don't know. I think it just is taking me a while to acclimate to men's prose and his style, um, but I really like it so far. And I'm also going to start braiding Sweet Grass by Kimmer, is the author's last name. Um, she's uh, an indigenous, a uh, member of an indigenous tribe, but also like a very uh, respected scientist, and so. She has a lot to say about, like, I think largely about, like, ecology and about systems and about how to view the world. Um, and I actually have been wanting to read this book for several years. And I found a copy of it when it first came out. It was just, like, on the center table, you know, in the local bookstore. 
in Evanston where I was living and I was like, you know, flipping through it. I was so excited about this book and I don't, I don't know why I didn't buy it. I, I think I came there for a different book. Um, I have a book like by Stephanie Robel that I have in my head that I like came in that bookstore that day for and got. But uh, I don't know, it was just one of those reads that's been on the list for a really long time. And so when there was this gap in this book club, we decided to spring for it. I think my voice is giving out on us here. <laughs> no! Well, I wanted to kind of do the last third of the episode talking about some other projects I'm doing, talking about like the tone of reading this year a little more, and then um, kind of talk about a game plan here <laughs> for how to um, recover. I would really love to get to at least 52 books this year, so I'm gonna do a little strategizing with you all to figure out what we should do in with regard to that. So a couple of the projects that I have going on now, like I said, the memoir. Memoirs are super tricky to write, guys. Like I have like 90 billion times more respect for like David Sedaris and Joan Didion and like all of the great Carr, Mary Carr, like all, all of these amazing memoirists of our time um even more than i did like i completely one million times respect them before but now i like have a better sense of empathy for how difficult it is to do that and it's um a slow process as well um something that i've recognized about memory is that like the non-linearity of memory is quite beautiful but it's also very fleeting and so there has to be like sometimes there are days when I'm just suited to being a workhorse and kind of just like writing as much of the memoir as possible and there are other days when I need to sit and a lot of the writing is just figuring out like the chronology that I want to explore or like what memories relate to what what the underlying symbolism or what the underlying tone of that group of memories is like which memories I link and which memories I don't understand quite, or maybe are like a little displaced. So there's a lot of, it's not like the novel where like, with the novel, I had a certain word quota every day and I had to adjust it at certain points. Like I was writing like, you know, a thousand, a thousand five hundred a day for a while. And by the end of the novel, I was just so like <laughs> kind of tired and like I was really busy at the time during finals. So I was like, okay, 300 words a day until I finish, you know? Um, and it was like, you know, a 90 something thousand word novel, but it was very like systematic and incremental the way I wrote it. And the way that I wanted to set up the chapters was also very like systematic and form based. Um, like I have like these kind of chapter one and chapter 10 are super long and then there's kind of a short, long, short, long variation. But you know, with the memoir, I can't, I find that I personally can't be that systematic. Um, like that kind of systematicity kind of uh, ruins the, uh, my ability to tap into memories and to kind of have them free-flowing onto the page. So it's a difficult um, project, but a very worthwhile one. Another project that I wanted to talk about is uh, my Etsy store. 
I, this is not an ad for my Etsy store, by the way. So I started my Etsy store because I wanted to save more and more for engagement rings because John and I are uh, in serious talks <laughs> about getting engaged. And we decided this is, you know, an equal relationship. We're going to split the rings 50-50. So we have our rings picked out and everything and we're saving that this is kind of the stage of life we're in and I was like you know what would be cool I'll start an Etsy store I've been wanting to do this forever and for the first like six months I'll reinvest into the store so any any money I get from the Etsy store I'll reinvest it that's like a typical business strategy I think I know nothing about this I just know consistency <laughs> that's the only thing I know and then after that point, I'll just use the extra, whatever it is, to put into the ring account. Even if it's $5 a month, like, I, I still think that's better than nothing. Um, and so I started the Etsy store. It's super difficult. It's very time-consuming. Um, I sell budget sheets and uh, calendars and, like, to-do list templates basically everything that's like as cute as possible. <laughs> I really don't like, I either will have like a blank page to do all my scheduling and stuff on, or I'll have like a really cute something, you know? Um, and so my shop is for those people that like need some sort of like cute guide, like so that they can just start writing their to-dos, their calendar, whatever it is, and their digital products. So they're quite like easy and manipulable in that sense. You can like, you know, include a text box on a schedule or you can handwrite it with an iPad or whatever it is. Um, and the shop's called The Elaine Edit. The Elaine Edit. E-L-A-I-N-E. -E. Um, my middle name is Elaine. And so, yeah, it's been a really rewarding project. I've learned a lot about SEO, search engine optimization, and how to make great pictures, and it's been a huge learning process. So that's, I think, the other bigger like side project other than just being a master's student and starting to work on my thesis. Moving on, the main thing I wanted to say about how I've changed my reading strategy is that I enjoy reading a lot more than I did at the beginning of the year. Again, like, there's that whole context that I mentioned earlier. But at the same time, I just have started to gravitate towards books that challenge me or inspire me, or books that, like, I enjoy just the act of reading. And there's certain authors, prose, which I enjoy, um, a little bit better at certain times than others, for example. Um, so I'm trying to accommodate those wishes. <laughs> as superfluous as they seem, it has helped quite a bit. Um, so I've read a lot more like Murakami lately, which we'll see. I have a, an episode scheduled for a review of a Murakami book. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, there's Murakami coming, there's um, I've been reading a lot more Faulkner because I find his work very challenging for me. Um, other Southern writers, I read on the side, like personally, a book um, of short stories by Flannery O'Connor. 
a good man is hard to find. I found that like so inspiring and so challenging as well. Um, Joyce Carol Oates fits in here. I haven't read her for some time though. Um, I really want to get back into reading Philip Roth actually. Um, there is, I mean, the plot against America I haven't read yet and I really should. <laughs> I've read the other two books in this series, I'm pretty sure. I think one is called like The Human Stain and the other is something about communism, like something like this. So I don't know. I think it's, there's one like trilogy that he's very known for and whether Plot Against America is in that trilogy is what I am confused about. But in either case, I would love to read a plot, The Plot Against America by Philip Roth. That's been on my shelf for a long time, and now I think I'm finally, like, ready, finally, <laughs> to read it. I read a, like, pseudo-autobiographical -auto kind of memoir-style work by him a while ago. Um... And it was like loosely about like fatherhood and like his paternal line and stuff like that. And it was great. I really enjoyed it. So hoping to get back into Philip Roth. And aside from that, the things that I'm going to commit to, to getting back on track with my reading to get those six books caught up. Um, I have this like six week period between September and October in which, um, all of my finals will be done and all of that. So I'm really just hoping and working towards getting a good sense of what books I want to read during that period. Um, and I think, you know, if I don't want to use that period for a like very concentrated amount of reading, like if I don't want to read two books a week during that period, which is what it would take to get on track technically, what I could do is like read a book and a half a week now until then um, and just kind of continue that trend for a while and then reevaluate maybe in October or November probably on the podcast on like November, December um, maybe the first week of November so I think that's one thing I can do is definitely plan that time well another is that recently I decided to stop watching YouTube and uh, YouTube was becoming increasingly kind of the scapegoat for like any sort of entertainment that I wanted and that included kind of usurping reading in certain areas throughout the day so I quit YouTube cold turkey I was like I don't want to watch this stuff anymore and so yeah I um, was watching a lot of like finance videos honestly because I love personal finance and ended up switching that to finance books like and finance podcasts as well there's a really well-known podcast in Germany called Finanzfuss that I've been a huge fan of lately and um you know Misbehaving by Richard Thaler after I'm done with that I'm gonna read his other book which is called Nudge another book in the area of behavioral economics um, that I've had recommended to me several times and I'm going to read instead instead of um, yeah instead of 
watching YouTube instead of engaging with my finance hobby in that way. I'm going to read instead and, you know, find certain times during the day where I would have watched YouTube and instead I'm deciding to read. And I have actually quite a good idea of what I want to read in order to catch up. I've been reading, like I said, a lot of Murakami, which we'll see shortly in the show. Um, his first three books are called, like, the Rat Trilogy, the Trilogy of the Rat, and that has been quite fun to delve into, so I'm definitely, I've definitely been um, reading a lot more Murakami, especially early Murakami, like, I've read most, like, if not all of his stuff in the last, like, several years that he's published, but now, including like all the big books, like probably from 10Q84, 1Q84, like onwards, is I've pretty much read everything, but you know, his early work is a big hole for me, so I'm now going in and filling that, um, and I have like a huge list. Um, I want to reread a lot of Kurt Vonnegut, um, if you're a long-time listener of the show, you know that Kurt Vonnegut is my all-time favorite writer, um, which may surprise some of you who are newer, um, because I don't review anything like Kurt Vonnegut on the show, um, only, like, within the first episodes, maybe 1 through 100, <laughs> did I review Kurt Vonnegut, um, my favorite book of his is Mother Night, but I also love Slapstick, which is a book he wrote and uh, dedicated uh, to his sister. Um, both of those are just my absolute all-time favorites. Um, Welcome to the Monkey House is just clearly also a masterpiece. I think something, some sort of like technical ability and this ability for like that like slapstick humor that he cites in the title of slapstick like comes out in his short fiction in a way that um, is so valuable I think especially for young budding writers <laughs> and so yeah that those the three are definitely on my list Cat's Cradle I've only read it once I didn't like it and I would like after my you know maybe first couple rereads of Vonnegut to start again and hopefully enjoy more <laughs> this time. Um, I want to read this book called The Last Samurai. Um, it's apparently, there's this list um, and you could just google it. It's a list of like the 100 most um, critically acclaimed or whatever books of the current century. Um, and I just found that fascinating to think about. Like, if there's a canon for the 21st century. Um, and The Last Samurai was at the top of the list, and I don't understand why. I haven't heard a ton about this book, so I would like to read it and figure it out for myself. And the last book I'll mention here um, is The Force of Such Beauty by Barbara Borland. I've mentioned this book like 10 times on the podcast, and I know that. Um, and I've just, it's been on the shelf. I, I want to read a paper copy of the book. That's the problem, is the paper copy is too expensive for me to buy here in Germany. So I'd like to go back to the States and like order one or like go to the bookstore and get one that's less expensive. <laughs> but, um, you know, that will, 
time will tell on that book. I might cave and get the Kindle version, but I feel like that would be such a shame. I love Borland's writing so much. Um, her writing is such a treat for me. We've reviewed both of her other books. Um, I'll Eat When I'm Dead most recently. I think we reviewed that like even in February of this year. And the other one, Fake Like Me, we reviewed in October of 2021. And yeah, both of those are just stunning books. I really enjoyed them. She has this wonderful way of like, suspense like playing like this is a quote from Malcolm Gladwell but suspense is like the author playing with the reader's expectations around time and that's like something that I find so skillfully done in her writing is this way of building suspense that I feel like is not as successful in in other contemporary writers which I've read and um, some like I have a couple writers in mind which I won't name but I mean, you know, there are some where like some of their books are good with the suspense and they, you know, kind of develop things in a really like interesting way, but Barbara Borland like gets it every time. And and so that's why I'm so excited for this third book of hers. It came out like last year, I think late in the year. Um, and I'm just ready to read it. <laughs> I would love to read it. Um, so thank you all so much. This is week 34 of reading for 2023. I'm six books behind at 28 books, but we've got a plan <laughs> and we've got a lot of interesting literature, a lot of rereads coming up, a lot of Murakami. I'm about to start a Wild Sheep's Chase, so I'm so excited for that. Um, and I'm glad, most of all, I think that I'm enjoying reading to the extent that I get to come on here and kind of talk about my experiences, not only in life, but with reading again. So thank you all so much for your attention and for your camaraderie today. <laughs> it's been um, a lovely sit-down chat, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the week. We're going to come back strong next week with some more William Faulkner. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to hear more from us, we've done everything from Shakespeare to Dracula. There really is a show and a series for everyone, so I'd recommend checking out our website at relevanceofliterature.com under the ongoing series tab for links to our entire back catalog of episodes, as well as any current goings-on of our show. If you are looking for even more content, we also have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash relevanceofliterature. Thank you so much for your support, and we'll see you next time.